Hey folks, it's John from A's for Alcoholic again. Today's conversation is with Charles S. Harrison Jr. I connected with him on Instagram um, over some of his fitness uh, photos and videos. It's something that's been on my mind for the last couple of years in recovery and something that he has taken to the next level. We talk about the sense of a false sense of self-confidence that alcohol can often give us, the um, the way that that can be detrimental and disastrous to us, and finding that self-confidence again in fitness, in health, in taking care of our bodies that we have spent, <laughs> from my personal experience, so many years destroying and not taking care of. But um, it was awesome to sit down and talk with him I hope you guys enjoy this. This is my conversation with Charles S. Harrison Jr. Well, Charles, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Um, I love your posts. Uh, one of my, some of my favorites are the ones where uh, you catch people doing stuff in the gym that's a little uh, <laughs> strange. <laughs> there was some woman. Um, was she doing some selfie pose on the uh, treadmill or something like oh, that? Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's pretty hilarious. Um, but so, so I wanted to ask, and the way that I like to to start this out, and the thing that I'm mostly curious about is people who, whether it's alcohol or drugs, but you know, for me, it was alcohol. Is what is the earliest memory you have of alcohol in your life? Okay, um, I was just thinking about this yesterday. Um, my earliest memory is probably when I was maybe, I would probably say maybe four or five, that age, when you barely remember anything. But I know when I was very little, we'd go up to my, my dad or whoever, uncles, whoever was drinking and ask for some of their beer and I would get sips. And that's my, that's my earliest memory is just getting sips of beer from, from adults. And I guess it seemed harmless, but deep down, I mean, that was probably my... <laughs> That started me out. Right, right. And I think probably, you probably don't remember any sort of physical reaction to it, but definitely the validation of adults is something I think as children, exactly. we we crave and then we get um, yeah. when it evolves around alcohol. Um, so yeah, that's got, that's pretty deep. I mean, to be four or five years old, yeah. that's, that's still like you were just a tiny tiny person at that yeah. point <laughs> um did you did you start drinking early um i started drinking probably more regularly around 12 13 like seventh or eighth grade mm -hmm. and that was that was mainly just i have older sisters so they were already in in their late teens early 20s and i would just hang out with them and I would drink with them. Started out, I remember we used to go out on the military base in here in Columbia and we would I would get maybe like one beer. And one beer would be good enough for me. But as it progressed, one beer turned into I was drinking more than them. Yeah. Yeah. Um and that's something too with having older siblings and having hanging out with older people. Did you yeah. find that it was it was it was more to fit in um or did you i mean did you just enjoy it did you take to it immediately it was like wow this is great 
I, I took to it immediately. It was um because I'm a pretty I'm I'm a, I'm a pretty shy and quiet person. And when I started drinking, I was like it was like night and day. It was like Jekyll and Hyde. I I would go from being the quiet person to being the livest person. I would I talk to girls. That's the time I would go get on the phone and go call somebody. So it was like it was exciting. I was like a different person. I was able to go. I was drinking and I was ready to go pick up the phone somewhere, go find the phone mm-hmm. and want to call, call the girl that I was scared to call. So it was just, it was, it was, it was awesome to me when I, when I first started. Yeah. I mean, especially that, especially for, you know, people who are shy to have that boost of confidence that sometimes I feel it's, you know, confidence is a great thing and confidence when it is, it is developed. And in my mind, if I feel like I have earned it through some effort, hard work, you know, that's, that's good. It's when it comes to us through, through booze or through drugs, uh, unearned. And you're just like, wow, I'm awesome. And (laughs) you haven't developed any of the other, um, like skills that come along with it. And so you're just, you think you're awesome. And everyone else is like, what's up with this guy? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's in junior high school. So that's, that's pretty early for, uh, for somebody yeah. to start drinking alcoholically. Did you, did you get into any sort of trouble early on? Or was it like, did it take a while before problems um, arose? Early on? No. I, I mean, I had embarrassing moments. <sighs> getting drunk getting pissy drunk um but um not any real trouble i managed to stay out of trouble um it was just i would i would just get get embarrassed myself right yeah <laughs> or i found out the next day okay he were doing all this or throwing <laughs> up somewhere that shouldn't be yeah. either but yeah. not not any, any real trouble that came later on <laughs> right so um and do you so you're going along junior high school into high school um did when when does when does trouble start to happen or is there a point where there's any sort of real consequences for the drinking hmm. um i didn't really get into any trouble or have any serious consequences until it was well after high school um okay. Uh don't know the exact year, but it was, um, I was going out and I managed to skate through a lot of stuff. I probably should have got DUIs back when I was in school, Yeah. but I never got pulled over, never got any accidents during that time. But I did get in a bad car accident after high school and I still skated through that. I didn't, um, I didn't get charged with DUI, um, but it was kind of like a, it, it was a big warning because I was in a bad car accident and um, it was some serious injuries, not to me, but the people I hit. And for some reason I didn't get, get the breathalyzer or I get charged with anything, but I had been drinking and I was looking mm-hmm. back, I was probably drunk. Yeah. I know I had been drinking that day. And, but did, did that stop you or did that cause you to slow down at all? No, it uh, it just I I tend to um I I would find excuses to why it happened. I was like, oh, I was, I was sleepy because I I was working nights during that time, 
And I said, oh, I, I worked all day. I went to school that day. I was, I was in um, college going to technical school. And I just like, oh, I was just tired and I, and I just fell asleep. That was my way of, you know, not saying, okay, I probably wouldn't have fell asleep if I wasn't drinking, but, you know, right. I just made an excuse. Made yes. an excuse. Okay, get, get more rest before you go out next time. Mm-hmm. Before you go out drinking and driving. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't the drinking. It was, it was the rest part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alcohol's funny like that, Ben. It will uh it will help you make a lot of excuses. Um yeah, I got I got pulled over by a cop one time and I'd been drinking all night at work. I worked as a bartender and and you know, I had my system down. I do a shot of vodka about every 45 minutes to an hour so that I was just for me, I was, you know, even keel. Mm-hmm. And driving home, I was going a little too fast little country roads and pulled me over. And I was like, well, just one, two, three, get it together, be sober. And I talked to him and he said, have you been drinking tonight? And I was like, well, I know I'm not supposed to lie to the cops, but I said, oh, well, I work in a restaurant and we were doing some wine tasting is what I said. And I said so yeah, you know, I don't know. I think we had like half a glass of wine or something. And he didn't breathalyzer or you know i didn't test me or anything like that there was nothing none of that and he just said please be careful there's wildlife out here don't want you to hit a deer or something like that and he still gave me a ticket for speeding but and i i was blown away and i just could (laughs) not believe that i had been drinking all night long and so you know when we get those moments where um we're not given any consequences it's almost as if it bolsters our false True. confidence about how much we can yeah. drink it does um so after high school you get into this this car accident doesn't really change the way um you're drinking and so i mean that's what you we're talking like into our early 20s and um early 20s. yeah and things are going fine. Things are good for you. Life seems good with drinking and stuff like that. Yes, it, it was. It was um, um, like maybe a few years after that, in a relationship, um, had a good job, worked postal service, um, and um, everything seemed to be going great. And one night I went out again. I mean, I was constantly going out, and this night I just happened to. Um, I think I end up going off the road a little bit, leaving out of the um, bar. And it was a cop. He just happened to be <laughs> parked outside and he saw me and he pulled me over. This time I had the DUI. And that's when I, it really like, it, it, it should have hit me, but that's when I really faced real consequences with the DUI. But again, um, I went through the whole situation with the DUI and I still didn't really face any consequences. I, I lost my license for a while, but um, for some reason, the case just, cause I guess in my sale in South Carolina, I guess they were backed up and I asked for a jury trial. The jury trial um, came up and then I switched back to asking to go before the judge. And before it went before the judge, they dismissed the case. So wow. I, it was no consequences again. I mean, I went through a little temporary thing with it, but again, I was, I got my license back and I still didn't evaluate. I, I, I made excuses again. I was just like, oh, 
I probably shouldn't have been drinking like that fast or that much right after work. It wasn't like me thinking, okay, you know, I have a drinking problem. It was just the way I was drinking. It was just, mm-hmm. I, I put it off on something else. I didn't, didn't think, okay, you know, everybody else can go out and have a good time without, you know, getting back like that. But I still, I just put it off again and it wasn't any consequences like long-term. Right. Yeah. We're always trying to, well, maybe I shouldn't drink hard alcohol. Maybe beer is okay. Or, yeah. you know, if I only have three drinks instead of six, or it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't the alcohol itself. It was some other combination of it, you know, maybe always something else. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, I mean, that's, that's really, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess you can look at it one way or the other, whether it's fortunate or unfortunate, you know, I kind of look back at things I got away with and um, yeah. accidents and things. And like, maybe I should have faced more consequences, but um, Sometimes maybe. <laughs> so, so what was the, what was the moment that finally said, okay, I have to, make a change with my behavior with alcohol, my relationship with alcohol? Ooh, I've, I've had so many of those moments, but the, the, the final moment wasn't really anything big. It, was, it wasn't like I got into, I, I, I've had other DUIs and went through it, really? but it wasn't anything legally or it wasn't anything like that. It was just, um, I noticed that I was slipping back into a pattern because I had gotten to the point to where I had kind of tapered off my drinking. I wasn't drinking as much. I was still having my moments where I get drunk or whatever, but it was, I noticed that I was drinking almost every night because I, I, I'd never been that type of person. I was more of a binge drinker. Mm-hmm. I wasn't an everyday, I was a binge drinker. And um, I noticed that my binges would turn into pretty much every night after work. I noticed that I was drinking, um, because I, I like to drink beer. And instead of me drinking two of the real big beers, I was drinking three. And then I got to where I was drinking like six of them every night, which is probably equivalent to a 12 pack. And it would be every night after work. It was just like a routine. And I noticed that all of my life was just stagnant. I wasn't doing anything. I would just go to work. I would come home, drink, wake up just in time to get ready to go to work. And that was just my life pretty much. And every now and then maybe something on the weekend, but, and I just realized I was, I was flipping. I was, I was, I was flipping pretty quickly and I had already lost my job before and I managed to get my job back. And I just felt like, okay, I'm going on the same track. I haven't got caught up with it yet, but like something's going to happen, you know? And I just like, I just wanted more. And that's when I, you know, I decided to go ahead and check myself into a detox. So you, you went to detox. Yeah. Okay. And what was that? What did that entail? What was that like for you? Um, even though I was drinking as much as I was, I didn't think that I would go through an actual like detox of like physically. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I would feel anything differently, but when I was there, my blood pressure, it shot up. I was already having issues with high blood pressure, but my blood pressure shot up. I had real bad anxiety and I was just like, wow, I didn't, like I don't always drink every day I go but it was just something about being that setting where I couldn't get anything to drink and I went you know after a couple of days yeah my body was it was, it was dependent on it. it it needed that drink so yeah. I, was, I was glad that I did go through that ride instead of just trying to do it on my own because I probably would have especially if I was still going to work 
I would have gave in and went back and got another drink after work to tie me over and would have been in that same situation. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and in there, like you mentioned, AA, I, um, I, I started going to AA while I was in there. And I think that built a good foundation mm-hmm. to get me to where I'm at now. Yeah. Um, I, detox is, it's interesting. Cause I, I didn't go to detox. I didn't do any of, I didn't take any of those steps. And now when I look back on it, there was like, it was about a straight month where I didn't do anything except sit in my room. I'd, I'd go to work, but I was terrified of anything outside because I just didn't want to drink. And I feel like a detox and a rehab might've, might've benefited me, you know, for <laughs> yeah. as much as I was drinking. And so did you, you just did the detox and that was just how, for how long was that? Um, it was just a detox. It was just a detox. So it was, um, I was in there for seven days. I went from a Tuesday to Tuesday. Okay. It was just to get the, just, it was just a more of a safety type of thing to make sure the alcohol was out of the system and I didn't have any kind of reaction or anything. Okay. And, and I didn't then, realize it was that dangerous. Yeah. They explained to me as the alcohol is very dangerous coming off of it. <laughs> I yeah. didn't realize that. Um, and you, was AA something that was presented to you during that period or did you find it elsewhere? I've been around in and out of AA the years before when I stopped drinking them all. But um, it, that is something that they do offer and they have the meetings in the hospital. And I was I already knew I was going to get back into it because AA, it, it helped before. I've had, had times where I went like a couple of months. Oh, okay. Never more than maybe, never more than three months at a time. Okay. But I've had those. I had those short little periods and I was like, it, it did help. Okay. So, huh. I was familiar with it. Okay. So, so in the, in those past periods of brief sobriety, two or three months, one of the things that I have found and that has been taught to me in AA was, was this idea that the, I guess the joke is AA will really ruin your drinking for you. And so once you get that in your head and you get the program in your head. And so I've never, I have never um, relapsed, but this is from what I've heard from people who have gone back out that they, that the drinking was just miserable after they had been in the program for a short period of time, because they're constantly thinking about all the stuff. And they're, so now it's even worse that I'm drinking and I have a little bit of this program in my head. Um, did you find that to be the case in those early t- earlier times? Um, I did kind of, the, I, I did pretty much the opposite. I, um, I was the type of person that I convinced myself that I didn't need the AA. And it was just like, oh, I wasn't that bad. Mm. You know, it, it, I was able to look at other people or hear other stories. And I was like, oh, I never did that. You know, I was like, my problem with drinking was just me going out and getting in car accidents or having DUIs. I was like, as long as I use Uber or something like that, or a designated driver, I'll be all right. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about how drinking was affecting other aspects of my life. I was just thinking more of just the legal issues. I wasn't thinking about, hey, I'm not getting anything accomplished in life. I'm just, and, I'm, and I was going through depression, having anxiety, mm-hmm. and just other health issues, blood pressure. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about how it affected other parts of my life. I was only thinking about the legal issues. So right. I was able to convince myself that I was an alcoholic. I just, I just drink too much when I go out. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. and that's funny too. We don't, I didn't, I never thought about 
the level of depression I was experiencing and or anxiety, both of those. When I was drinking, it was just sort of part of everyday life. Well, life sucks. I go to work. Everything sucks until I can get a drink. And then I would drink and everything would be fine. And it might even be fun and it might feel good for a little while and then wake up and my heart would be racing and I would feel Mm -hmm. sick and I would be anxious about everything until, you know, near the end where I was drinking beer in the morning before work. Um, But yeah, it's just that, that level of depression is we get so used to it, right. As alcoholics. Um, And I think one of the things it took me, it took me three years into sobriety, into recovery before I ever started thinking about um, trying to get physically fit to do any sort of real exercise or, or be concerned about my diet. And one of the things that um, I noticed about you is I'm you're, at least from your Instagram posts, you're in the gym, you work out a lot. Um, and that is something that I'm still working on me currently. I've got, I hurt my back in April with a damn kettlebell. And so it's, it's been really, it's been kind of depressing for the last, and this is another injury that I incurred last August. And so it's been, it's been really hard to just be stuck. And what, what do I do now is I go, well, I can't work out. My back really hurts. I still got to go to work. But if I, you know, if I eat, I can feel good, right? So eating yeah. kind of takes the place of that. So um, was fitness something that you were interested in? Was it something you were passionate about while you were drinking? Um, I didn't have the same passion, but I always want to try to get in shape. But mm-hmm. the drinking, just it just overpowered that urge to go to the gym and do anything. It was just like I could never build up a passion or love that I have for it now because the drinking would get in the way you stay out drinking at night you're not going to have the energy just you just can't do it and so it was just like when I stopped drinking I was just like oh I can I can get up early in the morning I have energy I have so much more time in my day because it seemed like my days were just short when I was drinking because I guess when I come home from work I I work evening and I would get off at like 2 30 morning and I would stay up drinking until about 6 a.m and yep. so and I, and I wouldn't be accomplishing anything I'd just be I don't know on my phone messing around on the phone you know watching tv or whatever drinking but it's like that time would fly by so fast and then the days when I could be doing stuff I'm asleep then recovering right <laughs> so yeah I, but I, I always wanted to just work out but I just <clears throat> I could never do it when I was drinking mm-hmm. like two didn't mix <laughs> and so and how long how long have you been sober now I've been sober for um, over a year. It, it was a year in February, February 19th. Congratulations, uh, man. Congratulations. Um, and how would you say that fitness has been um, a part of your recovery? Was it, is it, I mean, was it something that you found like this is the thing that's going to replace the alcohol or how does it, how does it help you in your recovery? to stay sober um well it helped me because it one of the biggest ways is like i kind of found well i found the passion in it and 
it's like it's it's, it's exciting for me to 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 make to, to get games whatever in, in in the gym and and just and i've been changing that into helping others to do the same thing i'm i'm currently taking class for um, personal trainers mm-hmm. so i could just you know help others with it and in the aa i learned that um just helping others and they do not you don't have to necessarily help others with with their drinking just helping others do other things just doing community service and that's it's kind of like been my my version of community service is just helping others through um through fitness yeah and so it's kind of like it's helping me and i'm helping others at the same time it's just like not only can I let my, I can't let myself down, but I got so many other people that are, you know, helping too, you know. I so hear that's, you. that's the biggest thing with fitness. It's, it's, it's been like my way of, of helping others. Cause I'm not, I don't know. I'm not very good at like talking like in AA about, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can tell my story and stuff, but like just being a sponsor or anything, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't just, I don't know where to start, but if I can take somebody to the gym or whatever, or, you know, give them motivation through fitness and stuff. That's my way. So you can sponsor them that way. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's, I think too, cause I was, I was at about, I was at about 270 some pounds when I got, when, when I first started thinking about fitness and, um, the biggest thing was, was the diet for me. So a friend of mine lost a bunch of weight counting calories and he wasn't, he hadn't even started working out yet. He was just like, I'm only going to count calories. And he lost all this weight. And I was like, Oh my God. Okay. So I should probably see how much I'm eating. And I remember the first day I said, I'm just going to count the calories. I'm not going to change the way that I eat. And at the end of the day, and I shit you not, it was like 5,000 calories. (laughs) And that was my reaction. I said, Oh my God, John, you're going to kill yourself with food. You've got to figure something out. And I was too heavy to, you know, really do much of anything other than walk. And I got on the exercise bike at the little gym by my house. And I just did that for like six months before I started running. And I would say that that's probably my, my main source of, of that's the thing that I love to do physically. Um, and then someone's like, you really got to start lifting weights. And I was like, I don't want to do that, man. Like, that's not, <laughs> that's not fun for me. That's not where I get the, you know, wh- wherever it is in fitness, I think the thing that, yeah. you know, and maybe you can talk about this. It's got to be something that you get excited about, right? For you yeah. to continue to do it, for you to be consistent, sure. you have to feel um, like it has to make you happy, right? It can't be miserable. Yeah. yeah. Um, And so I, starting to lift weights and it's been challenging because I don't know what I'm doing. So obviously I need to <laughs> talk to somebody and, and get some help, but what is it that, um, you know, and is, is weightlifting your primary source of working out or what do you, what do you like to do? Like, what is your routine these days? Yes, I do. I do focus more on the lifting part. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was, I, I never really liked doing cardio, but, I don't know. I, I developed, I guess it, it's a habit. It just, I don't know. I, I started feeling better after I would do some cardio, go running. And when I first, first got sober, it was, um, I started going to the gym and I was doing very little cardio, but COVID hit and I couldn't go to the gym anymore. So my workouts were very little lifting because I didn't have a lot of weight and it consisted more of cardio mm-hmm. and I bought a bike. And I really got into riding the bike. That's 
I have mountain bike and I can go out in the park. That's that's fun for me and it's it's, it's so relaxing. I get cardio in and I don't. Right. I, I think I like that the most. I don't get to do it as often because it's more time for someone just getting the bike out and going riding mm-hmm. around. But I like that the most, and it's it's easy to do. I can get my um son to go with me sometimes. Yeah. So I, I really like riding bikes. I need to get a new inner tube on my bike. <laughs> I need to get it out. <laughs> I have a friend who just moved to the area, and he's an avid cyclist. Like. Okay. Has the spandex and everything, and uh, oh, this wow, is yeah. this is this is a guy I used to drink with years ago, and we used to work in the same bar together up in Seattle. And so it's just like he's like, "Man, I'm gonna come out there. You got a bike? We gotta go. We gotta go riding. We gotta go riding." I'm like, "I really like to yeah. run." He's like, "It's too hard on my knees." And um, yeah, that is so. <laughs> so I think too, you know, in AA, there's we we deal a lot. And I don't know if you ever dealt with like food issues um, with sugar and stuff like that. But I know in the beginning of sobriety, I was, that's, that's all I would do is eat sugar. And I think that was a big part of the, <laughs> all the weight gain. And, and, and I still deal with it sometimes today. Do you have any of those issues with food? I, I do. Um, yeah. Sugar is the, and I, um, I, I think that's probably why I, I did the, um, when I first, like started working out and started losing some of the weight, I would I would do like low carb diets. I would just refrain from any sweets or just bread in general. I would try to just cut my carbs to just like the necessary things. And I know every now and then I have like a, um, some cheat days or whatever. And it's almost like, I, it's scary because I was like, it's almost like, like when I take a drink, I'm eating too much. I'm, I go somewhere and buy like, pack of donuts and I eat the whole thing and I'm like oh no I can't do this no more <laughs> I, I was like okay let me get back on my program tomorrow yeah, yeah so yeah the sugar I, get, I think it's just a craving for it and it I don't know it get, maybe it takes the same part of the brain but yeah I, I would overdo it with the sweets mm-hmm. yeah and it was just I would go to the meetings and everybody's bringing donuts and cookies and candy <laughs> and and I just was like I get so it's just really demoralizing, right? When you yeah. when you know, I would know in my head that I'm addicted to alcohol and that I have these addictive tendencies and then just eat and eat and eat. And so what is it like, what motivates you now to stay fit and stay in shape? What is the, what is it that gets you out to the gym every morning or when um, you go, maybe not every morning, but. It's, I think it's just like the, to me, it's, it's, it's more of a long-term type of feeling. It's like days when I do like skip the gym and like say, I'm, cause I'm like, sometimes I have to make myself rest because I know, I know you have to take some rest, but it's just like some days when I do, I don't go it's like, I didn't really get anything out of the rest. I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, I got some rest, but that didn't really feel good. And the same way, like if I, eat too much i was like it was good temporarily but it, it just it just didn't do much for me i mean the working out it's like yeah. i feel good the whole day it, like it carries me and then i come home and i'm dead when i come home from work i'm dead tired so i sleep so much better so i just i just get more out of the um going to work i mean going to work out and getting that exercise it's like it just gives me energy for the whole day mm-hmm. it's like on days when i don't go work out i don't i don't i don't feel the same so even like on my off days, I'll just, I'll do something simple. I'll go riding a bike or something. 
Yeah. And that, that makes me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I mean, you know, running's my thing. And then the days when I don't, even though I know my legs are like, just give us a break, just give yeah. a break, John. And, but those days I'm just like, I didn't, and it'll bother me all day. And I'll be like, I didn't go running. I didn't go running. And, you know, there's a couple <laughs> of things, there's a couple of spots where on some of my, my loops where there's been shortcuts that I used to take to come home. And now I finally got into the point where I go, you know what? We don't even look at that shortcut anymore. That doesn't exist because yeah. I would take the shortcut and then it would bother me all day that I did. It's like, <laughs> why didn't you, it was only a half a mile extra. Like just go the extra half a mile. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, what would you say to somebody like me? Like I'm dealing with an injury and it's really difficult to do anything else. Um, what is the best way uh, for one to mentally or physically deal with an injury? Oh, the injury, that's tough because I've, I've had like injuries, like my knee, sometimes my knee gets really, really bad. Whereas like, I can't do much of that out. I'll try to force myself to go maybe just do upper body and stuff. Mm -hmm. But with back, oh, I imagine that's, it kind of cuts it out, cuts everything out. Yeah. And it's, it, that's, that's a tough one because you feel like, okay, I'm losing everything that I've got, you know, that I've, that I've gained so far. But um, for me, I, what I would do, I would just try to do whatever I can do as far as rehab. I mean, if it's a back injury, you know, there's always exercises that you can do just to work on that. Try to yeah. get that back, back to where you know, as far as yeah. strengthening your core and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll find of... something that I could do. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, uh, <laughs> it's just I, a little frustrating it, sometimes. It would be scary for me. Yeah, it would be scary for me to not to be able to do anything. But um, yeah, I would do whatever I could as far as like rehabbing it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, I think the thing too is it's hard in sobriety, I think, as well as in fitness. And, you know, for me, I still have a long way to go. Um, I really fell off. I had, you know, because of injuries and because of COVID and all of everything, there was so much happened. And, you know, I'm still very fortunate over the last year to say that, that the worst thing that happened to me is I gained 20 pounds last year. Yeah. then you know what I mean? Like I'm, that's pretty fortunate. All things considered, I hurt my back oh, and I yeah. gained 20 pounds. A lot of people have gone through a lot worse. So like, Oh yeah. I'm very, very grateful. Um, and how is like, how did COVID deal with, how do you deal with that with it not being able to go to the gym? I mean, you said the bicycle was good, but that's gotta be tough for somebody who. Yeah, it was, it was tough because I was just, I mean, COVID hit me like, like like it was like a double-edged sword because I was early in my very early in my sobriety right. and I was just you know starting to work out and it was like couldn't go to in-person AA meetings right and that's what I, I had just got comfortable with that and I couldn't go to the gym it was it, it was it was tough I was just I mean I would just I just like set myself on just picking up little fitness bands and stuff <sighs> anything that I could do to, to make my home gym, which, right. was, which was nothing. I mean, I just, I would go outside and I had my little bands. I think I had like one kettlebell <laughs> and I just, I just made do with it. I, I, the, um, YouTube showed me a lot of videos on workouts to do and I just got creative with it. Yeah. And, and with the, um, the AA part, 
discovered Zoom, uh, the Zoom meetings, and I don't know, it just, it's like everything just fell in place. If I feel like, feel like if you look for something, if you want it bad enough, you'll find ways to, to get it done, and that's what I did. I just was all over the internet finding different ways to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, and if you want it bad enough, you'll find a way to do it, and I think that that's... Yeah. I think that that's, that's a really important thing to remember is that like, okay, well, what do you really want? Cause I have to, I'm constantly going, Oh, if only, if only this, if only this, if only this, and it's like, <laughs> well, I can't wish it away. So I need to find a way to work around yeah. it. And that's not just, you know, yeah. if I hurt my back, right. That's um, yeah. in sobriety too. Life. Right. I mean, I don't know if you still get cravings for alcohol at this point, or you think about it, or you're like, gosh, wouldn't it be nice if I could, you know, have a beer, but. Um, get those random thoughts. Uh-huh. Like, right. Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were over this. Um, yeah. I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> but yeah. And it's just, and I, even I get, I'm, it's been almost six years and I'm like, yeah. oh yeah. And stuff that I would not normally even drink. I'm like, oh, you know, this, whatever it was, I'd see like a, I'd see some bottles of rosé wine in the grocery store. And I'm like, God, it's such a beautiful day. Wouldn't it be great to drink a glass of rosé? And and then yeah. immediately my brain's like, it would be great. And then you probably want to drink like two or three bottles, black out and, you know, ruin everything you've worked for. Um, but I just... I find it very inspiring. Um, the, the level of commitment that you put into fitness and, and taking care of yourself and doing that, um, in sobriety. Cause I feel like, and you know, importantly, so I feel like we focus so much on just don't drink, just don't drink, get into a program, figure that out, dial that in. Don't worry about food. Don't worry about fitness. And there's a part of me that wants to say, I feel like fitness could be more incorporated early in sobriety than it often is in the rooms or elsewhere. You know, what do you, what do you think about finding a fitness routine early in sobriety? I think so. I I think it is good because it, I think one of the big things with, um, with alcoholics is that we, um, we have to fill that time that we were spending drinking. And I mean, why not something that's going to help you? I mean, and it's, for me, um, this is like, I know the two don't mix. And so that helped me out really early when early on, because, okay, I want to go to the gym. I know I can't drink if I'm going to the gym. I mean, it's just, yeah, I think, with, I think with a lot of people, they help out a lot. Yeah. And the place I did detox in, they, they were pretty good about, you know, pushing for for the fitness then because i know we went and played basketball a couple times while i was in there and so Mm -hmm. they did they did push for um for you to to get some kind of physical activity but yeah i I think it definitely helped a lot of people because i mean it fills your time and it it gives you like a routine if you don't have any routines in your life other than work it gives if you go before you go to work then that's that's maybe an hour or two that you fill in your day that you're not drinking or after work especially with people who like to drink after immediately after work, that's a different way of winding down. So mm. it's, What's a good, so many ways that. Yeah. What is a good after work? Like what, like what kind of workout do you do after work? Say like I work nights. Mm-hmm. So is there something I could do after work that wouldn't be 
you know, what would be a good way to wind down? Do you think workout wise? Winding down. Um, see, for me, I had that issue when I, because I work nights also, and working out after work for me, because when you work nights, okay, you, you're not like a regular nine to five. When they get off from work, they still got the evening where they, mm-hmm. you know, have dinner or stuff. But I don't know. I found a hard to wind down. I think probably just more of doing light cardio or something maybe would probably be better for winding down because when I go in there and do the weights and then I do like high intensity cardio or something like, like that, it's just like I'm wide awake when I get home. Right. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I think more just doing light cardio maybe would be better. Okay. Going to go out go to sleep. But yeah, I try to do my harder workouts in the morning because right. Yeah, it, it will boost that adrenaline and have you up. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, and I try to do most of my stuff in the morning too, or in the afternoon. Um, but yeah. Um, and then, so, so I guess somebody who's listening to this and they're maybe struggling with alcohol and thinking about fitness and, and what would you, what would you suggest to somebody, um, as far as getting started? Somebody who's like, I can't do anything. I don't feel motivated. What's the point? You know, all those thoughts that we have about like getting, getting healthy. What would be your, your suggestion to folks listening about that? Um, for most people, I would say just start simple. Just like, just go for a walk in the park. I mean, if it turned that into a habit, I mean, be like, okay, I'm going for a walk at this time and say every you know set the days where you're going to go and just make it a habit to do it and i know like with me very quickly it's like that little just saying i'm gonna do it and forcing myself to do it it turns into something that i don't know just like a without even thinking about okay i'm getting up going to the park i mean it's like a routine and but you notice that that routine after a while it comes to something that you really it's like a part of your day that you that you need yeah and that's, I mean, I would just say, just, just start it. Don't like procrastinate. Don't say, okay, I'm gonna start on Monday. Cause I'm terrible about like, okay, I got to start on Monday. And I had a friend ask me why Monday? I said, I don't know. just, I don't know. I guess maybe it's part of my OCD or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just had to start, you know, getting the work week, whatever. But, but yeah, I think just, just, just start, just do something simple, whether it's just walking in your neighborhood, just, you know, it don't have to be like, you got to get dressed up or whatever, or go to the gym or just start something simple or jogging or riding on a bike if you have dogs just go walk with the dog yeah it's and it, it momentum right start yeah, simple gotta, and... you gotta put you gotta get it started get it rolling mm-hmm. right and i guess that's that's the case with anything and it's it's so easy to say we'll do it on monday when it's thursday right you know because you're like well, yeah i just want this one more weekend to to not do anything or to you know sleep in and um and then so you you said too. Uh, just another quick question. This one's more personal because I I often will I'll beat myself up about not working out or not doing something or feeling like oh gosh. And then I just how do you feel about what is your stance on you know forgiving yourself? You know, giving yourself a break or do I need to go hard every single day? Like what is the is there a medium in there somewhere or I. I, that's one thing I had I, I have been working on because I am I, I, once I got started and it just became like okay I gotta go work out I'm, I'm work trying to work out every day and 
I have days when I can't. I got, mm-hmm. you know, I have to go pick up the kids from somewhere. Got so much stuff. And I've had times where I've missed like three days in a row. And just it, it's just something where you're like, okay, I mean, I have to look at from look at where I came from, what, what I was doing before. So I'm like, I'm still running laps around that guy I used to be. So, you know, it's not going to hurt to miss. It's not going to hurt to miss a week. <laughs> I mean, yeah. A week or two. I mean, it's 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 not. I mean, just long as that I still have it in to, in me to get get going. I'm not, you know, I'm not just totally falling off. Right. So it's 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 not a bad thing to get that rest. So your body definitely needs it. Yeah. Rest and forgiveness, and not yeah. not losing it entirely. Yeah. 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 Um, and things are going good for you. Recovery's good. Your program's good. Is there something like, what is your, what's your favorite part of your program or what's the most important part of your program? Um, the most important part of me is just having goals, just not being stagnant and just saying, okay, I'm not drinking and I'm just living, but no, it's just, it's about progressing for me. It's like, okay. I'm, I'm living a fit life, whatever. I want to, I'm doing more with it. I want to, like I said, I'm, I'm taking classes right now, personal training and just having those goals to look forward to. It, it's, it's working more on the mental side. Cause I think big part of my drinking was just not, you know, not feeling good with myself. So I drowned it in, in, in the alcohol and I was it, drinking a lot of times just gave me these like big dreams in my head, but when I got sober, I would never reach for him. I would never, I would never do anything. I would, yeah, I feel so happy when I'm drinking because I'm thinking about, yeah, I'm going to do this. I, I could have this, whatever, but never really went for it. But now, you know, that I'm not drinking, you know, I have my realistic goals set and I have a pathway to it. And just going after it is what, you know, is keeping me sober, I think too. Yeah. Just having you know, a lot better life and just being able to see even better for myself. Goals are important for sure. I, uh, I think that I'm gonna, now that, uh, restrictions are loosening up and COVID is hopefully slowly (laughs) on its way out. I'm probably going to sign up for another race. And I think that was the big thing was when I had that race in mind in like six or seven months, I was like, no, you're not going to eat that. No, you better get out there and do that. This is, you know, that sort of thing. So Goals are hugely important, I think, in they are in in fitness for sure. Um, how can people get a hold of you or reach you or see what you're doing out there? What is the best way online for them to uh, to find you? Well, my favorite and biggest platform is Instagram, of course, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's Charles dot Harrison um, Jr. All right, cool. Yeah, that's that's where I found you, and I, like I said, I, I love the I love the posts, and um, it's always it's always inspiring to see somebody in recovery who is, you know, doing some next level stuff and really putting in the work for themselves, and to and you know, and then to work on service too, right? I mean, that's that's yeah. awesome. So I, I it. And I love the fact that you you said this. You're like, well, service doesn't always have to be directly sponsorship or helping someone in alcoholism. There's so many yeah. ways to do it. So, um, Charles, thank you so much. I appreciate it. 
Um, thank you for having nice. me. It was good to talk to you. And um, yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Cool. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>